All right, here we go, guys. It is Jim and JT with the Gimme 10 Podcast once again. Howdy. It is Easter Sunday 2019. Hope everybody's had a wonderful Easter Sunday. Hope you've had a good time with friends and family. Maybe you went to church, maybe you didn't. We won't judge you <laughs> if we, we hear about that. Um, so what we wanted to talk about this week to be, I don't know, kind of topical in a roundabout wordplay kind of way. On point. On point is Easter eggs. And when I say Easter eggs, I don't mean dyed Easter eggs or an old whole episode on candy Easter eggs, <laughs> which I could do because there's, you know, the Whopper eggs, they have the Rob, uh, um, Robin eggs. Those are my favorites, oh, yeah. the, the malted milk ones. We could probably... Not Cadbury? Come. No, I like Cadbury eggs, but they're... they're I'm, I'm good for one Cadbury egg a yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. Give me one Cadbury egg a season and I'm okay with that. But those Robin eggs or the Whoppers malted uh-huh. milk ball eggs... Yeah. I bought a bag of those about a week ago, and I said, I'm going to eat you know, a few of these, and I'll come back to them later. I'll just kind of have them for a week. Well, they're gone in like half an hour, oh, yeah, the whole bag. Yeah. So they're fantastic. I, I could eat those in droves. But the Easter eggs that we're going to talk about today are Easter eggs in television, movies, um, comic books, things of that nature, even sometimes in songs. I guess you could count. I don't know if, if you have any examples that are that fall in that category today. Most of mine, I think, or, or maybe even all of mine, are, are from movies. And I know that there are some other examples that um, that you can look at in other places. And, and, and I have another one, actually, I, I really probably could talk about and will in a minute. But we're talking about Easter eggs in, in media and pop culture. I want to go ahead and get this out of the way. You can send all of your hate mail to gimme10podcast at gmail.com if you have any, if you disagree with me on this point. But post-credit sequences in films, in my opinion, are not Easter eggs. Because they are not hidden. Hot take. It is not something you have to seek out. It's not something you have to look at. They are there. You're not searching them out. You're not searching them out. And, And I would say even more in this day and age, that's true. I remember back in the day they were... Uh, the first one I probably remember seeing in a film was at the end of the Masters of the Universe movie with Dolph Lundgren. Oh, There's yeah. a post-credit scene that is not mid-credit. It is all the way at the end. The very end. And that's yeah. the first one I remember seeing. And I don't even remember how I stumbled onto that. Was it Skeletor, I'll be back? It was or... Skeletor popping his head out of the water yeah. saying something like, I'll be yeah. back. Which is... We're still waiting. Ridiculously ironic considering the fact that that film didn't even get... Almost <laughs> didn't get finished yeah. being made. There's a wonderful documentary called Electric Boogaloo, the story of canon films. Yes. That is fantastic. And they talk about how... They basically swindled Mattel out of half the production cost of that movie, um, and it almost didn't get finished. So yeah, if it wasn't if it wasn't for the director, I think it was I think his name's Jonathan Hensley. If he hadn't have taken it upon himself to finish that film and fin- you know film the final fight scene with Dolph Lundgren and Frank Langella mm-hmm. in a studio with a handheld camera by himself, there'd be no ending to that film. Oh, yeah. But uh, I digress. That post credit scene I, at that time, I might have argued that that could have been an Easter egg, yeah. even though it was hidden in plain sight. But now it's just I, I feel like that's. You know, that's not hidden in plain sight. If you and I make a film and we put, you know, for example, the monster logo in the background, mm-hmm. that is an Easter egg. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, something along those lines are the Easter eggs that I want to talk about and that we're going to talk about today. So, do you know where the term Easter eggs, as it's used in movies, comes from? I no, no okay. After looking it up. Fantastic. You look it yeah. up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> uh, the film, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they were filming that um, around Easter time, and somebody had a basket of eggs. And so on the set, during some downtime, the actors and crew went around and hid all these Easter eggs on set. And they collected them, but they missed a few. And so you can actually see one when um, 
Tim Timothy Curry. Tim Curry. Uh, people are gonna kill me that love the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I don't remember his name, but the you know the, the character character. name Frankenfurter. Frankenfurter. Doctor Frankenfurter. Yeah, he's sitting on his throne or whatever that is. And if you look closely underneath the throne, there's an Easter egg on really? top of a, yeah, on top of uh, directly underneath his throne. So that is according to the interwebs where the term Easter egg for hidden symbols and um, you know little slides of hand and fan service stuff end up in movies. So prior to you know people calling movie stingers Easter eggs, that's where that comes from. Well, I will uh, I will give you one of my favorite quotes about the internet, and I read this online. It said, "Don't believe everything you read on the internet," and it was attributed to Abraham Lincoln. So that's <laughs> that's that. absolutely one of my favorites. <laughs> He's a smart guy. He was a smart guy. So okay, well, I, as big of a fan as I am of Rocky Horror Picture Show, I never knew never that knew that, that was where yeah. that was where that had come from. Well, I will tell you the first Easter egg that I was ever turned onto was actually my father told me about it. Uh-huh. Because he was a really, really big Hitchcock fan. Oh, yeah. And so we used to watch old Hitchcock films, and he would he had told me that Hitchcock put himself in the background mm. of most of his films. And so when we would watch, uh, you know, Dialing for Murder or North by Northwest or Psycho or any of these films, he would he had kind of turned me on to looking for Hitchcock in the background. So oh. sometimes he'll be walking on the sidewalk or crossing the street with a dog, yeah. things like that. So those were the, that was the first Easter egg that I really remember being turned on to by somebody. Sure. I've heard about that, and Stan Lee's kind of taken that over. It was before he passed. He's in every Marvel movie. It's well, not as I guess it's overly obvious with him. Hitchcock kind of tried to hide himself. Yeah, I mean, I think if you knew what Hitchcock looked like and you could be aware and find him, I don't think his cameos were as glaringly obvious as um, as, as Stan Lee's have become. But they actually had. There's a character in the Marvel universe that he's playing in all these movies. Oh yeah, one of the Watchers. Yeah, one of the Watchers. You know a lot better than that. Well, the one the. Um, after you asked me about or talked about doing this last week, the one that I went back to and keep coming back to is in Back to the Future, where oh, Twin Pines Mall. Yeah, before Marty goes back to the past or goes to the past, the mall that the DeLorean's in is called Twin Pines Mall. Mm-hmm. And then when he goes back and wrecks one of the trees, when he comes back to the Back to the Future again, it's now called uh, Lone Pine Mall. <laughs> right. So yeah. Twin Pine Mall. So. That's one you got to really be looking for, and I always thought that one was pretty. Fun. Yeah, I thought that was. I, I think I recognized that when I was a kid, but just didn't really put yeah. put it together until till much much later. Yeah. Another one that I really liked, and I remember from a kid, was in the movie Tron. Yeah. There's a, a a part where the 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 main antagonist is like looking on a screen that kind of has a grid of where they're supposed to be, and it's you know Tron is very like neon blue. Everything yeah. is neon blue, which looks exactly like the screens from Pac-Man. Yeah. So there's a little Pac-Man really on the screen in Tron, and there's also a part where the Solar Sailor is going over a landscape, and you can if you kind of look at the beginning of one part at the end of another, you can see that there's a Mickey Mouse head really? on that field. I'd never heard of the Mickey Mouse one. Yeah, that's cool. Did you know about the the uh, Pac-Man? Yeah, well, I didn't know about it until I was looking around for other <laughs> good Easter eggs because. I was I'm more I was gonna jump on the uh, after credit scenes, but I'm with you. I don't think those should be called Easter eggs mm-hmm. either. But uh, I had to, I went looking for some just to see if it could refresh my memory about some of the good ones. I've in seen. in Tron Legacy, when he goes back to um, when when Flynn Flynn's son goes back to his arcade and starts turning everything on, there's a scene in the original Tron where you know they Journey contributed two songs to that soundtrack. Yeah. So when he Cranks on the uh, circuit breaker at the arcade. Journey is playing really? in the arcade, which I, I thought was kind of an audio Easter egg, yeah. an, an audio throwback. So it's very cool. I thought that was very interesting. Another one of my favorites is in Tarantino's Death Proof, which was part of the big grindhouse thing that he did with Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, 
Kurt Russell plays a character named Stuntman Mike. Yeah. And in the chili parlor that they're all hanging out and drinking, the Jack Burton shirt from Big Trouble in Little China is hanging it's on hanging the wall. hanging in there? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, so that's kind of neat. Uh, this is not really an Easter egg as much as it is just an interesting fact, but the jukebox that was in Warren's chili parlor is actually Quentin Tarantino's personal jukebox. Really? Yeah, they had it brought from his house to the set to Well, I would love to, to hear what there. else is on that jukebox. It's got, you can find it online. He, he handpicked like, all the songs to be on it. You which know, I thought was kind of neat. Uh, speaking of him, um, he has a lot of stuff that just carries through. Like the, are they the red apple, red, red apple, apple cig- I forget yeah, if it's green red or apple. red. It's re- yeah, I think you're right. Red apple cigarettes are in a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big they, Kahuna Burger. Yeah, and they said in Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, they go to Big Kahuna Burger and there's a red apple cigarette ad because at the time he was dating. He was dating Mayor Sorvino. Yeah, so they're like, Romy and Michelle are in the same universe as Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs and stuff. That's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. That's actually very interesting. The, the, the biggest one I think I've heard of in terms of something that was in plain sight on such a big scale was Fight Club. Apparently, there is a Starbucks coffee cup in every shot of Fight Club. What? Yeah, every single shot David Fincher has said. Every shot of Fight Club. There's a Starbucks? There's supposedly a Starbucks coffee cup in every shot of that film. Is that like his uh, commentary on consumerism and Starbucks being everywhere? I think so. I mean, I I think you can't help but uh, have something like that or do something like that. The, the amazing amount of thought that has to go into that to make sure that you pull that I off. I might have to watch that. Did I never notice? I actually just borrowed Fight Club from a friend of mine, and I was when Ever I was getting sure. ready for this episode, looking at everything. I kind of thought to myself, "Wow, I'm, when I watch this again, I'm going to have to really pay attention to Dude, that." I had no idea. That's a, that's super interesting. Yeah, very cool stuff. Wow. Uh, one thing I've been reading for years, Mad Magazine, and just in terms of print, they always have stuff in the background oh, and yeah, in different yeah. areas yeah. to look for. So they have a lot of Easter eggs they drop all the time. Well, you've managed to squander another 10 sec- or ten minutes of your time. We have 10 yep. seconds left, so we're going to jump ship. Y'all have a great Easter. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.